Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JT. JT. And welcome, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Thursday, February the 25th, would be the last week in the month of February. And what day would it be here, Rhino? Uh, Today would be Friday Eve. Friday Eve. Only a couple of days to the weekend. And... What a difference a week makes in the weather. Good grief. Hard to hard to fathom. Talk about that because it's it really is so striking. I just can't I can't get the image out of my head of the the parking lot <laughs> covered in ice and snow and slipping about and this building being empty, no humanoids moving about inside it. From snowed in to sandal weather in a week's time. That's very true. In fact, uh, yesterday afternoon went out and went to the range, had a, hit a few balls out, and was in shorts. That's nuts when you think about it. But I guess it's uh, Mississippi weather, as we say. That's uh, sort of the deal there. Um, wow. I know yesterday we had a extensive discussion about this tax bill and the uh, our friend Paul Gallo had the Speaker and Representative Trey Lamar, authors of the bill, on the show this morning, and they talked further about it. And And since then, there has been a whole lot of conversation around the Magnolia State about it, both pro and con. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's complex. Taxes, generally speaking, are complex and you got to think nowadays, Rhino, that most people, I think, have third parties prepare their taxes. Even do you think so? I don't, I don't know if I haven't seen any data on that, but I would guess the opposite. I would say less people in this generation than previous generations go to a, a, a tax filer or an accountant or a specialist simply because. There are so many apps and online yeah. avenues to do it yourself with the assistance of professionals and, and experts. So I guess that does count towards seeing somebody. And, and yes, I should clarify, I'm sort of considering that to be different than, I guess, my generation where you literally got the packet from the IRS with all the forms in it. And if you needed more, you had to go to the post office to get the forms, as I recall. 
and you filled them out with a pencil and sent them in. But you're right. Now we've got these third-party applications. It's an industry, and third-party applications. Up I mean, I remember being a, a wee lad and occupying myself with a paper airplane in the uncomfortable chair while Mom and Dad were at the <laughs> the, the, the block yeah. doing taxes. That's There you go. So it, because if you just got the slightest bit of something that is just – unusual and by that i mean more than just the standard i've got revenue income and some deductions i may or may not eclipse the itemized deduction threshold meaning do i have to file that additional form where i itemize my expenses or do i just take the standard um, deduction that the government provides just that lump sum one figure and so it's it has evolved. It's an industry. And of course, President Trump's the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it, it actually simplified it quite a bit because the standard deduction and the personal exemption were combined and increased. And, and so that made it somewhat simpler. But what it really meant is that most people, or a lot of people, certainly at the lower income levels, it, it took them out of the need to itemize to take advantage of those additional expenses because that single lump sum given to you by the IRS exceeded that, thus grossly simplifying your tax return. That's the bottom line. Uh, so that and that was stopped short of what everybody wanted was I just want to fill my taxes out on a postcard. <laughs> you know how long have you heard that? It's kind of a a uh, a calling card, shall we say, and, and something that members of Congress have called for. I just want you to have a postcard and fill out a couple of numbers and send it in. Feels like that soundbite is as old, if not older, than I am. I think it is. It's been talked about. Uh, you know, I remember the so-called tax simplification when Ronald Reagan was elected, when I first started working and paying taxes, and it was a fairly abrupt change from Jimmy Cotta uh, in, in what we had in his during his tenure, during his four-year era, which about killed us. Uh, but so we've come a lot further than that today. But anyhow, it, it's, it's ex- especially complicated when you have a bill like this that changes income tax law and sales tax law. And, and so last night, I will say, I went to the Department of Revenue website and started looking at sales taxes and how they are levied and applied by categories and in, in the list of specific products and services, and then dug into some of the statutes. The first thing you notice is that, and that comes to my mind, is lobbyists in the Capitol that are lobbying for specific treatment of at a very definitive kind of uh, kind of limited scope level, like uh, this particular product, I want it to be taxed according to the what I'm representing, uh, according to what would be in the best interest of the group I'm representing is what I meant to say. That's what lobbyists do. I get that. So you can just tell it's got the fingers <laughs> of that interaction and that influence all over. And, our, and so our laws just get ridiculously convoluted. That's why we have all these different rates across the spectrum uh, applied on sales taxes. 
it's you know the the one thing that always uh, I found somewhat um, ironic and hypocritical is you look at the tax credit at the federal level for buying an electric vehicle, which is really not intended to put money in people's pocket. It's intended to, to force people to or cause people to behave a certain way that suits a political agenda and a political narrative, which is we want you to drive electric vehicles. So it's 7500 bucks at the federal level, a, a credit uh, that is available. Certain vehicles are not eligible for it anymore. I think I talked about that before because they hit a certain threshold in the courts of the law of sales of that particular brand of vehicle manufacturer. And once they hit that, the credit, like the Teslas, no longer qualify. I think the Chevy Volt or something no longer qualifies. But there's a long list of all those products or all those vehicles, and it's 7500 bucks, Which is probably why you're seeing more of the automakers getting into that because then they can basically sell their car to a client base that is being subsidized. No question. That's absolutely true. But So the point is, what bothers me is, why don't we ever refer to that as a loophole? Right? That's I mean, all loopholes. That, the, the relationship you were talking about between legislators and the law and lobbyists and special interests, that's the genesis of loopholes. I mean, no lawyers got paid the big bucks historically because... Maybe they weren't the one that pulled the strings or greased the wheels to get the loophole implemented, but they found it in the legalese buried in the thousands of pages and would offer it to their clients. That's absolutely true. I mean, let's face it. Isn't that, to a great extent, how all law is established? The genesis of all law or amendments thereto? And that's what we have going on here. So that $7,500 deal, well, of course, that's, you know, at first, it, it's a symbiotic relationship. It's, it suits the, uh, the lawmakers who want everybody to be green, and it suits the people who make the green. <laughs> so when you look, I, I, it's incredible. When you look at these loopholes, if you look at Donald Trump's tax returns and the reason you, you don't see them, I believe it's because he leveraged lots of, so-called loopholes in the tax code. But you know who the primary advocates of those loopholes? The Democrats. It's because it's all these conservation credits. And, you know, he turned a dump, a garbage dump, up in New York, uh, New Jersey, I think, into a golf course. And so you get all kinds of of conservation credits. What is it? Post office in Washington he turned into a hotel, I believe. Well, that's why. It's the restoration of a historical structure qualifies. Well, guess who's involved in making all that policy? Oh, he leveraged those loopholes. You made them. (laughs) It's like the electric vehicle deal. And the funny thing is he's just the only forward public-facing figure doing that true there are countless others doing the same exact thing true because he's a businessman we'll take a break we'll come back with more on the jt show super talk mississippi hi this is mark shapley of mm shapley steakhouse 
This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. At All Britain's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their diamond store. Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros. They can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that. Customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Pillium Corporation. When people hear our name, they say, cool name. What exactly do you do? Great question. Pillium helps your company stay secure and current with IT support, IT security and forensics, cloud services, and networking. Plus, next generation body cameras, in-car video systems, and mobile communications for public safety and first responder clients. In short, Pillium Corporation helps our clients grow and thrive securely. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people. Smart business. Smart solutions. Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomeninatruck.com. This is JT. If you're like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks 1-800-647-8540 or on the web majesticmetalsinc.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by, see us, or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. In the capital city metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Time to talk, but still want to make your opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead, text your thoughts to 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. Hey, Rhino. 
I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> oh, boy. So I asked Ryan... I mean, if you're going to make me an offer I can't refuse, we need <laughs> we need more of this music. Okay, let's go. Exactly. That's it. That's the background. Instead of dancing at the wedding. Yeah, that's the wedding music, right? The opening scene there. The, the other music, yeah. So, folks, you I know you haven't seen it, but... I'll put it on in a minute. I have a Godfather mask. <laughs> My mask has got an image of Marlon Brando as the Godfather. And it, just, and it says, never tell anyone outside of the family what you're thinking. A line from the, arguably the greatest movie of all time, in the minds of many. <laughs> so... You know, you know our friend, the award-winning Governor Andrew Cuomo. He in a little bit of hot water. He's like the Godfather. He's a dead gum bully. So now there are some of his female aides. It's okay to say female, isn't it? I, just I believe sure. so. Yeah. <laughs> so the former Deputy Secretary and Special Advisor to. Godfather Cuomo accuses him now of sexual harassment. We were watching that on the television. <laughs> he, uh, she's detailed an incident in which she says the Godfather Cuomo allegedly suggested the pair to play a little strip poker. <laughs> and they were flying together to an event. She also said he... There were instances of alleged inappropriate behavior and harassment. You know, I got to tell you, Rhino, having watched uh, many of Cuomo's press briefings during the pandemic and seen him, I mean, he's on the, got to be on the television, on national news more than any other governor, right? I think that's him and Newsom, maybe, are, are in the. Vying for that distinction. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just can't see him being a bully. (laughs) He's a tyrant. A sick one at that. So, (laughs) purportedly, you know, we're not condemning or convicting the guy before he's uh, been in front of a court. Because I think this is going to court. Because we're not... Democrats. Exactly. He purportedly encouraged Miss Boylan to look up photos of his rumored former girlfriend telling her that they could be sisters. That's not creepy at all. (laughs) Jeez. In another incident, the godfather Cuomo kissed her on the lips. (laughs) And of course, what does the godfather say? Those are false. (laughs) What are the odds this guy did all of this crap? Is there an over and under on this deal? Let's see if I can find that betting line. (laughs) Lindsay Boylan is her name. Attractive young lady, by the way. So at least he had a little bit of good taste, I guess, in that respect. So, of course, now, in accordance with... 
By the rules set out by the Me Too movement, she is to be believed 100%, without question. (laughs) Thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth, literally there. Absolutely. we got to believe it. Me too. So, as I recall, did not the Godfather, I think I have that here, did not the Godfather say something to that effect when uh, there was the uh, the Kavanaugh hearings were going on, you remember that? I think the I think the Godfather himself weighed in on that. Yeah, remember Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, who had alleged that Kavanaugh had acted inappropriately at a at a college party or something to that effect, and. He said, this is Cuomo in October 2018, when all that was going on. To Dr. Christine Blassie Ford and all survivors of sexual harassment and assault, we believe you and we will fight for you. Well, all right, turnabout's fair play, as they say, right? So to the former charmed actress who is now, by the way, that's Rose McGowan. She's an activist, and she's speaking out in in favor, in support of Lindsey Boylan. That would be the alleged sexual target of the Godfather. We believe her. We stand in solidarity with her by default. Dude, you got no chance, does the Godfather, I think, I hope, of getting reelected. And if he had, and I believe he did, his sights set on the White House, I hope he runs. But I think he's done in this case. So this guy's not only got a big old hill to climb and facing, he's embattled, as the newscasters like to say, in this scandal with respect to the nursing homes and deaths of of the elderly and the way he handled that. Now there's some Democrats calling for him to return a $10 million contribution to his campaign, $10 million, from the New York Hospital Association. Think there's any cahooting going on there with the Godfather? Certainly appears that way. Well, and he hasn't done a whole lot to change anybody's mind. That's crazy. Thomas Greenwood says, too bad Cuomo didn't caught up in the Borat plot. <laughs> what is going on with Initiative 65? Well, that's certainly a departure from the subject matter. That's on the 662. There's a lawsuit pending. It's what we know about it right now that has been filed by Mayor Mary but- uh, Hawkins Butler, excuse me, of Madison. And I, I want to say maybe it was joined by some other plaintiffs. I know she's certainly the main one, and that is to be heard by the Supreme Court. March 14th is the day that comes to mind, Rhino. We could be wrong about that, but it's coming up soon. And so the court will determine whether or not the ballot process, the ballot initiative process, that's essentially the essence of the suit, is uh, constitutional. And if it is deemed to be, then 65 stands. And if it is deemed to be unconstitutional, I believe it gets struck down. It's kind of the the way that works. <clears throat> there is a bill 
I think, in the Senate, may have passed the Senate, headed to the House. We're going to find out later today. I've got Senator Josh Harkins coming on at noon. That it's kind of an alternative passed by the legislature, and I and I think the the concept is the the pretext is it is waiting in the wings should sixty five be struck down by the Supreme Court of Mississippi, and so we'll, we'll try to get some details on that. But I believe I'm explaining that fairly accurately, <clears throat> and so and and by the way, it goes into effect July one sixty five the Mississippi Department of Health, in accordance with the what would be an amendment, uh, the ballot measure would have responsibility for implementing the program, as it is described. So that's kind of where that is. Hopefully that got you cut up on that. Uh, Gary in the Berg says, the only electric vehicle I want to drive is a golf cart on the course. Uh, hey, hope you have Randy Watkins on sometime. That'd be a good interview. Yeah. He might be a good one to, to get on to talk about Tiger Woods, something we didn't really talk about yesterday, and, and we got, I, I apologize for that. Got so wrapped up in other subject matter. Sounds like he's doing better, improving, but uh, multiple compound fractures and saw the UCLA Medical Center. I think that's where he is, physician, give kind of a report. And, and so he's got pins and... And uh, in his lid screws and so forth, and his in his uh, his legs, I believe uh, he's got a tough road to hoe. I mean, he is uh, obviously a world class athlete, and if anybody can recover, I think he's forty five. Also suffering, of course, as he has for many years with with back problems, overcame that, won the Masters, as everybody knows. So we we certainly wish him well, man. If you've seen the images of that vehicle. That's scary, and it's incredible he survived on that deal. But that's the latest on that. Yeah, Randy Watkins, by the way, for those of you in other parts of the state, uh, played professional golf a little while, played at Ole Miss when I was up there. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more for you on the JT Show. Stay with us. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land. And just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. 
Hey there, this is Jody Adams at Ridge Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridge Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridge Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-7711. Quality preschool, toddler, and infant care. Little Acorns Child Development Center. Now accepting applications for toddlers and infants. 601-965-5002. Little Acorns Child Development Center. 100 West Capitol Street in downtown Jackson at the Dr. A.H. McCoy Federal Building. We're accepting applications for both federal and non-federal children. You will go crazy for Little Acorns, where me, Sammy the Squirrel, will provide tons of fun, Fun, fun. Here at Little Acorns, we provide developmentally appropriate curriculums, low staff-to-child ratios, degreed early childhood teachers in all rooms, delicious, healthy breakfast, lunch, and snacks. All teachers certified in infant and child CPR and pediatric first aid. Designated drop-off with health safety temperature screenings at our safe, secure, modern, and spacious facility. Call now for a spot for your Little Acorn today. 601-965-5002. Tell them Sammy sent you. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In 2019, a man in Madison County opened fire on law enforcement, striking Deputy Brad Sullivan in the head. Sullivan lived and is still recovering. Edgar Egbert, who is charged with attempted murder, is scheduled to appear in court this morning for a competency and possible plea hearing. We'll have more details following the hearing. And Corrections Commissioner Burl Kane is calling for an investigation into the death of an inmate. Kane is asking the Rankin County DA's office to review the findings of an internal investigation after 39-year-old inmate Ronald Apgar died suddenly last Friday night at the Central Mississippi Correctional Facility. While an autopsy is being performed, an employee from the front gate of the facility has been banned, and Kane says he wants an independent third-party investigation into what happened. For more Mississippi news follow us on facebook on twitter or find us online at supertalk.fm i'm andy davis catfish farming has always been a passion for me i was raised up on a catfish farm i was born into it but the only thing i love more than catfish farming is my children and my family i'm will noble from moorhead mississippi and i'm proud to be the 2020 mississippi catfish farmer of the year People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. 
Go with the home team. Gallo. The official designation of this date is what, sir? Sash Wednesday. Do you know what I'm giving up? Snow. I'm giving up snow <laughs> and freezing rain. Gallo. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. College baseball is back. Your favorite teams in the best matchups of the season. And nobody covers America's pastime like Sports Talk Mississippi. Afternoons on Super Talk Mississippi. You're hanging out with JT, Mississippi's voice of reason. That's reasonably funny. And Rhino, Mississippi's most eligible bachelor. Ooh, sexy. Together, they bring you the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks for joining us on the JT Show. What the hell is that, Rhino? It's Thundercats. <laughs> okay. I actually have a funny story about Thundercats. I was sitting at my apartment, and my roommate was at the, the local like Mississippi Comic Con. And my phone rings. And it's him. He's, he's at the convention. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what does he need? So I pick up the phone. And on the phone is Larry Kinney, the voice of Lion-O from Thundercats, as Lion-O saying, is this Rhino? Yeah. And I sit there, and I'm just kind of stunned, because Josh called me, but that's the voice of Lion-O talking on the phone to me. What the <laughs> heck is going on? <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not even familiar with that, whatever it is. It was an 80s cartoon. Okay. Yeah. You were probably watching cartoons then. Oh, yeah. You were out working by then. Uh, correct. Uh, so, Paula Meridian and uh, someone else also, by the way, on the 601 ceasefire text line, wouldn't her lawsuit, referring to the mayor of Madison, Mary Hawkins Butler, good friend, uh, suing the uh, suing the state, is it is it suing the Secretary of State? I'm not really exactly sure who the defendant is in this case. We may have to look that up. Maybe somebody knows. But nonetheless, a suit to be heard by the Supreme Court on the constitutionality of the ballot initiative that ultimately led to is a citizen-initiated ballot measure that ultimately led to passing of Initiative 65 thereby establishing a medical marijuana program in the state of Mississippi. Wouldn't that call into question many other ballot initiatives that have already been passed via that mechanism is the question. And I've also posed that question to legal friends of mine, lawyers. And, you know, you can't. it's one of those deals where there's not a concrete answer. It, it, it does seem to call them into question. Th- those, at least, that were passed where signatures were gathered once we had four congressional districts versus five. That's that's the math problem of the whole deal, is that uh, no more than a fifth can come from any district, and that's not possible when you got four. It is when you have five. But we only have four. 
because we lost a seat somewhere along the line. I don't remember the year, but it was 2000, 90-something, late 90s maybe? I can't remember when we lost the district. Uh, looking at the order, jurisdiction, and briefing schedule, okay. the petitioner is Mayor Mary Hawkins Butler in her individual and official capacities and the city of Madison. Okay. Versus Michael Watson, That's what I thought. the respondent in his official capacity as Secretary of State for the state of Mississippi. Okay. So the, it's a math problem. It's It's a technicality, but it's one that... You know, as they say, words matter, certainly in, in text and in law and statute. This one is a, is a thorny one, but it's a good question, Paul and others. And the answer is, I don't know, but voter ID, I believe, we talked about that before, is an example of one that passed on that basis. Some of my lawyers have said, uh, friends have said, that, well, because that's been implemented and uh, in use and applied for uh, such a period of time, it's got, I guess, more standing than one that hasn't been implemented, even though, I guess, arguably, it would be invalidated on the same basis that this one would be if that ultimately is the decision of the court. So that gets kind of complicated, but it is a good question, and I don't know the answer to it. Uh, and, and again, it's because it's one of those deals where you line up 10 lawyers, you get 10 different answers, potentially, or certainly multiple. I doubt there's a consensus on it. But that's something the Supreme Court will have to sort out. I think it's also true, though, uh, Rhino, because there's not a matter before the court. I don't think the court can just say, well, okay, because we're ruling this way on this particular case, we're going to automatically go back and apply that to something that happened years ago, such as the voter ID uh, mm, measure. I don't know I don't know I how don't that works. I think that works that way. Okay. I think it it provides a precedent should someone file suit at a later date and it and it be pertinent to that. Agree. Sets up case precedent. Yeah. Agree. But I, what I'm saying is it I don't think it just says well because we're ruling this way on this particular case that automatically applies to all these other cases. But I don't think you would a, imagine as contentious as voter ID is in the political spectrum. They jump all over it. Oh yeah, no question. They'd have signatures in a month on that deal because it. I don't and I don't know what the vote was on that measure, but it's. Uh, you know, I, I think generally speaking, it's accurate to say most Republicans favor voter ID. Most Democrats do not. So if that if that is telling with respect to what a vote would look like, uh, I think it would it would uh, prevail. Voter ID would prevail again. It may not be by a lot in this case. Maybe a a I don't know fifty five forty five kind kind of line up the way our statewide elections do. Say for governor with respect to the Republican versus the Democrat candidate, you got to think it'd be close to that. And that, and that, uh, somewhere in that range. But nonetheless, those are good questions, and I wish I knew the answer to it. So Wayne and Brandon says, heard this morning on Gallo that if 65 is shot down by the Supreme Court, then the legislatures have a plan that they will put in place. How is that fair? Makes people feel as if democracy is pointless. Yeah. So, uh, and we got Senator Josh Harkins coming on at noon. That is a bill. Rhino just looked it up for us. That is a bill. I'm confused by how democracy is pointless in that scenario. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not because, in the my government view, worked in the way it was designed to work to we, prevent dangerous or illogical laws 
or unconstitutional laws from being made law and being enacted upon the population. It may not look fair to someone with a vested interest, but it's the most fair system, I would say, in existence. And certainly, bear in mind, our form of government is... Uh, as a republic, which basically means the people, through the democratic process, elect officials, leaders, and they make law. They are responsible for making law. And, and you know, we've discussed that at length. Mississippi does not have a, a mechanism that would allow a citizen-initiated ballot measure uh, to pass that would either establish or amend statute only to amend the Constitution, thus Initiative 65. And that's probably, you'd have to say, Rhino, maybe one of the biggest objections you heard, even from people who supported medical marijuana as a concept, legalization thereof, is that it becomes incorporated into the Constitution, as opposed to just being separate, codified state statute, like a typical bill that flows through both houses, gets signed by the governor. That doesn't go into the Constitution. That's not an amendment. But the ballot measure process in Mississippi, um, that that being initiated by citizens, only allows for that. Correct. Uh, You hear about measures in other states, many of which have a process that does allow creation or amendment of law. California is probably the most common one, the most the one you hear about the most. They've always got propositions, as they call them. There's referendums, and they establish or modify state law. And so we don't have such a process uh, here. But I think that's right. If the Supreme Court says, yeah, we're striking down 65, you got to think voter ID... <laughs> The ACLU, et cetera, those that are opposed to voter ID would mobilize and we'd have a, a ballot measure cranked up uh, on voter ID. Well, you'd have a lawsuit against it against, and probably a right. ballot measure to reinstate it. Correct. Yeah, we'd, we'd first have a lawsuit filed, and, and if the Supreme Court says, yep, we're striking down voter ID, boop, there we go. So, um, I, you know, that's kind of the way that likely plays out. So... Uh, yeah, and I don't know what the I don't know what the Supreme Court is going to do here. I mean, I could go again; it could go either way. And I've asked opinion from legal friends, lawyer friends, and it's all over the map. There's clearly no consensus uh, there as well. I do agree, however, Wayne and Brandon. I do agree that it passed overwhelmingly. Oh yeah, seventy plus percent, seventy two or so percent. Which so, is why you saw. The legislature jump on it, and it's Senate Bill 2765, I believe, is the one that we're talking about, that initially failed to pass after a couple amendments, then a motion to reconsider, and then in the wee hours of the morning, they they came back in, and it passed with a 30 to 19 vote in the Senate. Okay. It's been received in the House. It was received in the House two days before Valentine's. Today is the deadline, unless I'm mistaken, for action out of committee. So if it doesn't make it out of committee, uh, well, yeah, then it all comes down to that lawsuit. Yeah, exactly right. And I think this is just the legislature saying, "Hey, we're here. We got a better alternative." I think it's the way they would they would describe it in case this thing goes down. We'll take a break. We got another segment here in the first hour on the JT show, Super Top Mississippi. We hope you join us.
Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs. From decadent to affordable, you never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out-of-style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the end stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Mia Bellas and the Great American Cookies. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton was down 182 to 91.87. July cotton was down 163 to 92.70. At the opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were down 20 and a half to 14.05 per bushel. July soybeans were down 17 and a quarter to 13.94 and three quarter per bushel. May corn was down 11 cents to 5.46 per bushel. July corn was down 9 cents to 5.38 and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was down 40 to 121.82. June live cattle was down 67 to 119.42. April feeders up a nickel to 144.80. May feeders up 10 cents to 146.90. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 177 points, 31,785. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. The formula for success is a simple one put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, including varieties like DP 2012 B3XF, DP 2020 B3XF, and DP 2038 B3XF. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Are you stuck inside but still looking for bargains on new and secondhand goods? Try HighBid.com, the online auction site for just about anything. HighBid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. From rare coins to fine jewelry, tools to vintage toys, and classic cars to real estate. HighBid.com has it all. HighBid.com makes it easy to find what you're looking for, and the site is simple to use. Come to HighBid.com, that's H-I-B-I-D.com, and start discovering great deals today. 
here back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. with all the news, weather, traffic, and info you need to start your day in the Jackson Metro area. Right now, more of the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Time to talk, but still want to make your opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead. Text your thoughts to 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. To the wild, wild west here on uh, Super Talk Mississippi, the JT Show continues on on this, what day? Friday Eve. Friday Eve. All right, so we had on the C Spire text line, was that Big Valley? I thought it was a wild, wild west. That's wild, wild west. Yeah, okay. It does have a very Dvorak sound, which is very Big Valley. I got you. Jim West, of course, the star of the wild, wild west. Richard... Conrad? Was it? Is that his name? I don't know. He played the in... The original Jim West. Let's see. He played in um, Bye Bye Black Sheep, I think, also. Was a TV series about the famed Corsair Squadron. Robert Conrad. Robert Conrad, yep. SB2296, uh, can you discuss that? Amanda from Pike County, Bye Bye Black Sheep. Yeah, that was a great show, by the way, those Corsairs. So... Uh, little trivia, you know the blue, the famous blue uh, Navy Corsairs that had an interesting wing design. You know the wings came out of the fuselage and diverted downward, like on a forty-five degree angle. You could probably pull it up, and look at it, Rhino, and then extended out for the uh, the re- remaining length of the wing. And I always wondered, well, why? Why did they do that? Why do they have that little sort of notch in it like that? And what I found out, it's because <clears throat> that the uh, the engine on those dudes so big and powerful that it swung a big I think it was a four blade prop and it was for ground clearance because the prop was so big and you got to match the of course the engine with the prop to tune that up and it, it had nothing to do with aerodynamics or performance it had to do with ground clearance and even though it was a tail dragger for the prop. Um, those guys could haul butt like four or five hundred miles an hour, if I'm not mistaken, in a dive. Uh, four hundred and forty-six miles an hour. There you go. And you had the Mustangs, of course, the P-51 Mustang over in the European theater in the in the Corsairs. But anyhow, Bye Bye Black Sheep, you probably don't remember, was a was a great television series in which Robert Conrad starred. It's based on true story of that squadron. Um, Senate Bill twenty two ninety six. We had a question about that. So I am I looked at it. Rhino did, too. And, and best we can tell, it exempts the executive director of the Office of Workforce Development from certain salary and compensation restrictions. Again, those would be the basic salary scale 
as implemented uh, by the personnel board. I for, think the basics are you, you can't have too sweet of a deal. It can't be more than a... I think the percentage is like 150% of the, governor, of the right? governor's yeah. pay or something like that. Without a, such a waiver right. like this. And so uh, that's apparently what this does. It includes state retirement benefits. So it lets the board set it and determine it. And typically when you do that, it's to make the pay and the compensation package more competitive for a position that if you paid – in accordance with state law, you couldn't get a, a qualified individual. That's the that's the theory behind that. So it has, I believe, uh, been passed on. Let's see. Yeah, where it passed it. out of the Senate on a thirty-three to fifteen vote. Um, it was held on a motion to reconsider. The motion to reconsider was tabled, yep. and it was received in the House, but it hasn't been sent to a committee. So. On February the 12th, uh, as of February 12th, Correct. that's like the date it was transmitted over to the House. So, And on the face of it, it, it looks like, whoa, wait a second, somebody's getting a sweet deal. But then you kind of dig into it, and it looks like it's just giving a little bit more freedom to the board. Yep. Because it still requires a vote by the board members. Yep. The, the executive director can't come in and say, well, I'm getting paid this much, and you can't say anything about it. No. Yeah. So, uh, anywho, that's what we see there. And my little system here just went nuts again. So, yeah, Stephen Pontotoc says, by the way, there was a Corsair on display at the Mobile War Museum. I bet that was really cool. Uh, all right, so we answered the question on 2296. Thomas and Greenwood, what are you saying there? I support this bill, but still call for conservatism. HB 1439, not sure what that is. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. I have to look up that one. Who is head of committee? Well, that's reviewing? the tax bill. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Oh, gosh, how could I not know that after reading that thing about 14 times? Who is head of committee reviewing Senate marijuana bill? I think it passed out of the Senate. It's over in the House now. So and it hasn't been given a hasn't been referred. House. So nothing going on there. Uh, let's see. Black Sheep Squadron. That's what it's called. Correct. Any Gilligan's Island today? From Maybe. Richard from Wiggins? Never know. The good, the bad, and the ugly, please, sometime today. And the theme to Baba Black Sheep, is, it is pretty good. You're right. That's from Amanda from Pike County. Well, we'll see what Rhino could cook up. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Chris Foster. The Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, starts today in Orlando, Florida, with former President Trump, the keynote speaker Sunday. The event draws thousands, usually from policy wongs to media stars, to students and veterans, and of course, politicians. There are speeches and workshops and free-for-all interviews. The conference, operated by the American Conservative Union, is intended to help formulate election and policy goals for conservatives in a form other than the Republican Party, though there certainly is crossover between the groups. Fox's Evan Brown. February is usually the peak, but the coronavirus pandemic has led to the mildest flu season on record. Experts say a push to get more people vaccinated against the flu probably helped, along with fewer people traveling. They also say measures that were put in place to curb the spread of COVID-19, like mask wearing and virtual schooling, were also a big factor in preventing a surge in flu cases. Fox's Hungry J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News. 
It's time for the annual RJ's Outboard Open House, March 12th through the 13th. Want to win a free boat? Then come on out to RJ's Outboard on Old Fannin Road between now and March 13th and register to win a brand new boat, motor, and trailer package courtesy of G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards. While you're there, be sure to check out all of the G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards RJ's has to offer. Boat drawing will be held Saturday, March 13th at 3 p.m. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road at the Reservoir. Ace Bolt and Screw Company, locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We serve your entire fastener, safety equipment, and tool needs. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolt and Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Residents of Jackson that do have water are being asked to conserve to help get the system back online more quickly. Last week's winter weather broke the city system, and it's going to require major repairs. Senator John Horn says deferred maintenance is the problem. It really tracks back 40 or 50 years. We had about a $350 million problem. Uh, It's ballooned into an over a billion dollar problem. He doesn't think they'll be able to solve the issue without federal or state help. The $1.9 trillion COVID relief package is getting some pushback from many D.C. Republicans. Congressman Trent Kelly, a member of the House Budget Committee, says it's reckless. It's a bailout for Pulley Run, already existing, state and local for big cities and big states who have poorly managed their money beforehand, not money that is going and earmarked for those who have discovered losses based on COVID. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. The FDA will have to decide whether to grant an emergency youth authorization for Johnson & Johnson's COVID vaccine. Tanya Powers with Fox has more. The FDA says Johnson & Johnson's single-dose vaccine gives strong protection against severe disease and death from COVID-19, saying it's about 66% effective overall. On Friday, the FDA's advisory committee meets to decide whether or not to recommend it for emergency use, which would clear the way for the FDA to make a final decision. Some call it brain drain and for our state it's very real. Young people in Mississippi have been moving to Tennessee and to Texas and to Florida to earn a a good living. If we change the tax policy, if we get rid of income tax, that's a big step towards allowing them the opportunity to earn a living and prosper here in Mississippi. Douglas Carswell is the president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. 11,000 residents moved out of our state from mid-2019 to 2020. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Happy New Year from Keep Mississippi Beautiful. This is the time to plan ahead and set our goals for the future. We want to encourage everyone to start planning for our great American cleanup, the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across the state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year and remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at KeepMSBeautiful.com. Special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Just when you think you've heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all. It's time. It's time to kickstart another hour of the JT Show. Pretty freaking ease. On with the show. Showtime. Now, here's more with JT. On Super Talk Mississippi. To the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, yep, my system is just a spinning away now, not responding. So, just fired up the uh, the voice application over on my laptop. See if I can keep us going here. Sorry about that, folks, but hopefully I can operate a couple of different machines as I normally do uh, every day, flipping back and forth. You know, I was reminded that uh, Robert Conrad also played in, uh, I don't remember which maker, but he was the spokesperson and actor in a commercial for a battery manufacturer. Ever ready. Ever ready, okay. And he would put it on his shoulder and he says, knock it off, I dare you. You know, and he was always a tough guy. So on the ceasefire text line, I just said, you know, uh, that person reminded me of the commercial. And uh, he said, yeah, he's a great actor, but we're telling our age. Indeed, we are. By the way, did somebody ask me how old I was or something earlier? Oh, yeah, they asked how old you are to not know Thundercats. Uh, yeah, too too old to know Thundercats. And Rob from Pontotoc, Jim West was Will Smith, silly. <laughs> In the 99 movie, yeah. Yeah, that's true. With, uh, oh, what's his name? The, the the Shakespearean actor that was in, oh, he was in Harry Potter, too. I just went, Kenneth Branagh. Okay. He was the villain in Wild Wild West, the movie. Okay. Kyle says, wasn't he in Rat Patrol? Now, that was a cool show. Conrad in Rat Patrol? I, I don't remember. Rat Patrol, by the way, was kind of a, little military group that ran around the desert, had various adventures. That was basically the theme of the show. 
I don't know if he was in that. That was kind of cool. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I liked combat. Boy, I'm really showing my age now. And that was during the Vietnam era. And it, so it's it, it kind of was, it, it frankly wasn't set in Vietnam. It was set in World War II in Germany, I think. Vic Morrow was the sergeant. Great actor. In the combat. It had a good, good theme song, too, by the way. Rhino, if you can find it. And, of course, we have our obligatory request for Rawhide. What's with Rawhide, Walker? Well, Jim, my friend Jim Walker sent me a text on that. I like it. It's good. Fine combat. That's a cool one. Oh, boy. Anyhow, we digress. I hope I answered the question, or in Rhino as well, on that, that legislation, 2296, I believe. I think we got through that one. And we've been talking about uh, HB 1439 as well. Of course, we spent a fair amount of time talking about that. And as we said, we had the Speaker and uh, Representative Trey Lamar on Gallo's program this morning discussing it. And like I said, there's just people that come down on both sides of this deal. And I I, I think it's just because it, it is complex and there's a lot of moving parts and I think everybody wants to know, how does this affect me? And and as they should, I certainly get that. <clears throat> but I was telling Rhino earlier, we said it on the air, just the way our sales tax structure is set up. And I'm looking now on the Department of Revenue website, <clears throat> excuse me, for the state of Mississippi, it's sales tax rates. And you start digging through all these kind of specialty rates, if you will, that uh, where how taxes are levied on on consumption of various goods and services. So electricity and fuels for residential use zero, industrial use zero, commercial use seven percent, telephone and te- telegraph seven percent, water commercial. For industrial use, 7%. Water residential consumption, zero. Admissions, there's a section, amusements. Admissions to amusements conducted in a public or private building, hotel, tent, pavilion, lot, or resort, enclosed or in the open, 7%. Admission to amusements conducted in publicly owned enclosed coliseums and auditoriums, except admissions to athletic contests between colleges and universities and livestock facilities, 3%. That's tax code. That's just how crazy stuff gets. The sale of tangible personal property, 7%. Farm tractors and logging equipment, 1.5%, 1.5%, and farm implements, 1.5%. And I know that was one we got a lot of text on yesterday, Rhino, from folks that having some heartburn over what would be an increase, say, on farm implements from one5 to 4%, and how that would impact those farmers that purchased those products and simply made the, the point that such a person – uh, a farmer would also realize an income tax cut. So you've, you've really got to, again, model it out and include all the particulars and all the application of the new rates, both on the income side 
and on the sales tax side, on the consumption side. So I did a little just quick model last night. Now this is, and I'll do a couple of more, but just for today, just wanted to share this. This is an individual, and interesting, interested to see how folks react to kind of my estimates. But this is an individual that makes $50,000 of gross pay. Their federal taxes did the computation on that, $4,315. They're going to pay $3,825 Social Security under the current law situation, $1,725. This is annual state for a net pay of $40,135. So after you pay your taxes, and I took into consideration that they're probably also paying for health care premiums, which are pre-tax, meaning those reduce your pay before tax both at federal and state level, and the state level is applied. So $40,000 round in round numbers is the net after they pay the other taxes we all got to pay with the current state income tax structure. I estimated they pay, this could be high, 1200 bucks a month for rent. Now, that's probably lower in other parts of the state, and my source of that, by the way, is my daughter, who's a school teacher, and I know what she pays for rent and what the going tariff is for rent, certainly here in central Mississippi, of of a person who makes that kind of income. It could be off a hundred, two hundred bucks, I don't know, a few hundred, not much. Health insurance, they're out of pocket part of the premiums. I estimated two hundred bucks. It could be a little lower, a little higher, depending on how much your employer pays. So for twenty four hundred a month uh, excuse me, a year. Other insurance, like your auto insurance, maybe you have renter's insurance, homeowner's insurance, and by the way, your rent could also be mortgage. And the reason I broke that out is because those are not subject to tax. Uh, gas, which is not subject to no change in gas, I estimated $120 a month. Could be higher or lower, so $1,440 a year. And so then I, I looked at what was left and said, well, how much are they likely spending for food? And I just said food that would be subject to the new lower rate. This is a person with a net of $40,000 on a $50,000 gross pay, just to recap where we are. I estimated 8000 bucks a year. For food, six hundred fifty or so bucks a month for food. That would be now. This doesn't take into account when they eat out because that's taxed at like a retail sale. It doesn't receive the lower rate on the purchase of food at a grocery store. I estimated that, and and folks could disagree and say no, that's too high, too low. So that left roughly $11,100 of everything else they'd spend their money on that I assume would be taxed at the higher 9.5% rate. So I hope folks are following me. This person makes fifty grand a year. I took out all the stuff that's not, that they would likely spend their money on after taxes, net pay of $40,000, rent, health insurance because of the way it's treated for tax purposes, other insurance because it's not subject to tax. I didn't factor in utilities. It's also not subject to tax. But I assume, Rhino, in this case, that's included in their rent. This person rents. Okay. Bottom line is, if you put this bill into place, this is a person making $50,000 a year, their net to the good is $1,675 a year under this bill. That's after they pay less for groceries, more for everything else they buy, and they also are not paying any income tax now because they're at the level where there's zero income tax due for them. 
a positive impact to their pocket of $1,675. Is that Baba? That's combat. I recognized it from the 60s. Stay with us. We'll be back. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. With springtime right around the corner, it's time to start thinking about your lawn equipment needs. This is your local outdoor power equipment specialist, Cameron Hartley, here to tell you all about the great wintertime specials we have going on right now at Hartley Equipment. Homeowners, from now until the end of February, bring in your X-Mark mower and receive 10% off on seasonal tune-up services. For this special, we're also offering free pickup and delivery within 10 miles of the store on all X-Mark mowers. If you're ready to trade in your old X-Mark for a brand new one, then Hartley Equipment will offer you top dollar on your trade-in. Right now, we have financing options with 0% interest and no money down. Get a new X-Mark Zero term for as little as $79 a month. With the purchase of any new XMark Zero Turn, we're going to give you a free first service and a $100 prepaid Visa gift card. Come by Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt and see for yourself why we're the number one XMark dealer in Mississippi. And as always, shop, shop smartly, smartly, shop, shop Hartley. The American Council of Engineering Companies is the voice of our state's engineering community and a proud sponsor of National Engineers Week. The purpose of this week is to shine a spotlight on the contributions that engineers make to society, to get a true sense of just how important engineers are for the quality of our life and safety. Just look around your home, the roads you travel, your job, and everything you eat and drink. An engineer helped make it happen. This message brought to you by the American Council of Engineering Companies of Mississippi. Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that, customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. BT and Rhino. Have you been exposed to any type of radioactivity? This is the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. That's 
boot. Back on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Wow, I'm looking at the uh, the Rat Patrol cast. <laughs> Gee whiz, I not uh, can't find. Wow, that's a lot. Christopher George, Sergeant Sam Troy. Does favor a little bit, I guess, Richard Conrad. So, I don't know. Uh, Chris from Oxford wanted to know if there's any more talk on sports gambling app legislation. So, remote sports gambling. um, Mobile, as as it would be, where you're not required to be on the property of a casino. I think that died, if I'm not mistaken, Rhino. I haven't heard much about that lately. I'm just double-checking. Okay. So, let's see. Yeah, the two bills I was following in regards to that both died in committee at the beginning of February. Okay. So another year till that one, at least. Gotcha. Yeah, and and again, the casinos would not like that. Uh, that's the bottom line there. So that's a tough one. It is. Let's see. Uh, hello, I'm curious. This is on the 662. I'm curious if the representatives could uh, comment. Is it? Yeah, this is now uh, during our show. Comment on the possibility of disabled veterans getting a property tax break based on their VA disability rating. Some states do this. This is from Charles. Appreciate that, Charles. I, I haven't heard anything about that. Um I'm happy to. We've got Scott Bounds, Representative Bounds, coming on 12:37. We've got Senator Josh Harkins at 12:05. We can see if they know anything about that. If if you can remind me on that, right? If now. I'm not mistaken, the state already allows for a tax break for veterans that are 100% disabled. Okay. Um, and I believe it's a 100% tax break for their property taxes. But uh, I don't believe there's a sliding scale. But, yeah, that would be something we could bring up. Yeah, I, I certainly know that military retirement income, like all other retirement income, from a sales uh, – excuse me, an income tax perspective, is not subject to income taxes. So we definitely know that. Hey, what's up from Jerry in Waynesboro? What's up with the Federal Reserve and Central Bank? Something going on. Also, GameStop. Yeah, the meme stocks are going crazy again. There's nothing going on other than yesterday, uh, Fed Chairman Powell said he intends to continue to be accommodative as in, in dovish in interest rate policy, meaning they're going to continue to expand the balance sheet keeping the money supply full of money, and that essentially keeps rates down. But what's happening is the 10-year Treasury, and I don't want to turn it to a finance show on on investment show, but the 10-year Treasury bill uh, yields have increased, and it's primarily based on two things. One, an expectation the economy is, is going to get rocking again because they're, they're seeing uh, the number of cases of COVID go down fairly substantially, fairly dramatic decrease. They're seeing that, seeing the vaccination rollout uh, get more organized and 
and uh, and feel like we're going to hit that sort of critical mass herd immunity point sooner rather than later. Thus, folks get back spending money, and the concern that we've pumped a bunch of money into the economy. So the combination of those two equals inflation. And so when you've got inflation, that means bond yields have to go up because the dollar's worth less. So you have to pay more to get people to buy bonds. Well, when bond yields go up, especially Treasury bills like the 10-year, then money flows out of equities, out of the stock market, into that because it's safer. Can't make as much, but they start investors start rebalancing their portfolios and they take more out of equities, higher risk investments, and put more in in U.S. Treasury bills. And that's what's going on there, and that causes the market to go crazy, as is the case right now. And yesterday and the day before, it's it uh, it is vacillating quite a bit. The Nasdaq's been just pummeled, and that's because it typically is the is the platform that hosts the tech stocks, of course, and the tech stocks are generally considered growth stocks. However, there was good economic news today. If you haven't seen that, unemployment, first-time unemployment claims were $100,000 below, $100,000 claims less than expected. Uh, Durable goods orders were up. GDP uh, was, was in line, maybe a little better than projected. So all that's figured into it as well. But... It looks like zeroing in on GameStop, though, the reason for its rise in the last 24 to 48 hours has to do with a little bit of shakeup at the top with their management team. Yeah. The the kind of black sheep of the group that's been blamed with a lot of their financial troubles has been the chief financial officer, Jim Bell, and he announced that he will be resigning as of March 26th. Ah, gotcha. So a whole bunch of people felt bullish on that because he's getting out of the way. Gotcha. And there's some other so-called meme stocks as well. AMC, Koss, the headphone guys. I bought some this morning, by the way. Um, and so uh, Jerry in Waynesboro says, look for silver to skyrocket. Look how cheap it is. Could be. Uh, you know, it's all speculative. John and Ridgeland, what happened to the ceasefire Channel 70? It's gone this morning. I don't know. Hadn't heard that. Maybe it did the same thing my computer here did. I'll see what we can find out. Kevin on the road, what's he say there, Rhino? The real question is, will the Senate pass the tax bill or not? Or will they wait until 74% of the voters decide to do it for them like medical marijuana? You know, my gut feel is the Senate will not pass this bill. It's just my gut feel. I don't think the Senate will pass the bill. And yesterday, you may or may not have seen that the it could have been day before yesterday. The governor, he didn't seem too crazy about it either, frankly. He uh, he made some comments that uh, were to the public that uh, were less than favorable on it in its present form. And again, it could be, uh, as I said earlier, uh, earlier as in yesterday, that I'm pretty sure he said when he announced this proposal, we're going to do this without raising any other taxes. And I, Man, I'm all for it uh, if we can do that. It, it's just a matter of the math. It, you know, can we produce enough revenue to cover expenses? Can we cut expenses, spending? And I tell you, when you look at education being, what, 53, 55 percent of our general fund budget, uh, two-plus billion dollars of it, now it's approaching $3 billion, I think, just on education from the general fund. That doesn't include the federal monies that flow through education. 
but just the general fund, state of Mississippi monies. Think about this. When you raise a teacher pay, there are 35,000 roughly teachers in the state of Mississippi. You raise that pay by 1000 bucks. Once you add on the PERS expense and all the other what's called burden, payroll burden, it's $50 million to give a $1,000 raise. So, I mean, it's, it's significant, especially when you look at, again, when you dig into this tax bill and look at the revenue targets that have to be achieved uh, in in uh, order to continue to increase the exemption, because it, it doesn't stop here at this 47 and uh, 7 and 94.6, which is the initial increase, 47,000, 94.6, single married. That get, would go into effect July of this year. It, it continues to increase, does the exemption, meaning less of your income is taxable uh, every year based on the formulas and analysis, and that's all detailed in the bill that the Department of Revenue is ordered to conduct, and they present that. And there's a formula for then how you increase the exemption. Bottom line is if the state's revenue is, is flowing in well and it's, and it's tied to inflation, et cetera, then the, the concept is you then increase the exemption, meaning – you lower taxes, income taxes, based on revenue increases assumed to come from increasing the sales tax and increasing economic activity, essentially. Uh, because economic activity, remember, corporate taxes don't change here. So corporations still pay the same amount. So if they're producing more profit because people are spending more money and the overall economy is just growing because of this more favorable income tax treatment, then they pay more taxes. And a lot of other stuff flows through that as well. And people spend more money on, and that generates more sales taxes. That's that's the, the, the basic mechanics of how the bill is structured. But the governor says, I wouldn't want to be a Republican that votes to increase taxes substantially for certain segments of the public. That's one of the statements he made. I understand. We got a break, and when we come back, you can call us on the Super Talk call line, 888-808-8637. Give us a shout. We'll be right back. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live-burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. The time is now. The savings are huge. The place is Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right. It's the best time to save like never before on your next new vehicle during the overstock sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We're receiving truckloads of new Mitsubishis, and we need to move our current inventory. This means big savings to you right now. Pay just $1.89 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $1.89 per month. And pay only $2.99 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Bad credit, no credit, no problem. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved no matter your 
past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Come save like never before during our overstock sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1709, I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra. The world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. Available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Did you know you can find the latest sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from Albritton's on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Albritton. We've come a long way since my great-granddad opened in 1920. How we live, travel, and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from Albritton's are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. Albritton's, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Residents of Jackson that do have water are being asked to conserve to help get the system back online more quickly. Last week's winter weather broke the city system, and it's going to require major repairs. Senator John Horn says deferred maintenance is the problem. It really tracks back 40 or 50 years. We had about a $350 million problem. Uh, It's ballooned into an over a billion dollar problem. He doesn't think they'll be able to solve the issue without federal or state help. The $1.9 trillion COVID relief package is getting some pushback from many D.C. Republicans. Congressman Trent Kelly, a member of the House Budget Committee, says it's reckless. It's a bailout for Pulley Run, already existing state and local for big cities and big states who have poorly managed their money beforehand, not money that is going and earmarked for those who have discovered losses based on COVID. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. 
I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. An opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. I can't do it anymore. When I was a kid, I used to try to cut my hands together and do that whistle. The good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> Amanda from Pike County gave gives Rhino the thumbs up. I'm telling you folks, Rhino, it's the all-hit request line. We are back. The phone lines are open, 888-808-8637. Go ahead and get us a call. So on the 601 uh, ceasefire text line, I don't think the Senate will pass this tax bill either because listening to Senator John Horn from the Jackson area on Gallo this morning, he wasn't in favor. And uh, Senator Horn, also a Democrat, by the way. So we'll see. Uh, you know, and like I said, based on comments from the governor, certainly doesn't appear that uh, he's on board. And I, I'm wide open. I would, I would love to see a plan that says we can phase out the income tax and not increase any other taxes. That I'd love to see the math and the modeling on that. That's I think, would get my attention, certainly. And, and we should all aspire to that. And those who say it's not possible simply are not paying attention. I think there are nine states that don't have an income tax. And as we discussed yesterday, running through some of the, those states, such as Florida, which does not, Florida is rapidly becoming a model for the rest of the country, is it not? In fact, I would say right now, Governor DeSantis, at this point right now, he's my pick uh, for president. If uh, Assuming that President Trump, I don't think, I, my personal opinion is he's not going to run. He is speaking at CPAC this coming weekend. And Representative Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, welcomes that. 
And, of course, Representative Liz Cheney does not. They were standing about 10 feet away from each other, and that question was asked by a reporter. And so you got two high-level leaders in the House of Representatives on the Republican side who don't have the same opinion about the president, former president, speaking at CPAC. That's interesting. So uh, I agree with the the uh, listener here that texted in and believes that, based on comments heard from Senator Horn, that the bill likely won't make its way through the Senate. What does bother me about it is that somebody show me one that could pass, that achieves the objective of putting more money in people's pockets. That's the bottom line. And hopefully shrinking the size of government and size and scope of government. How do we do that? Because we can't lose sight of the fact that the federal government, which is way more overarching with respect to taxes, is is uh, contemplating a series of taxes and ways to get at us. And a lot of folks may say, well, that's only going to affect as Joe Biden has constantly refrained on the campaign trail, those dirty rich people, we're going to take it out of them. You make less than four hundred grand, and let me tell you, in some parts of this country, four hundred grand a year, that ain't rich. Uh, especially when you, by the way, look at the property taxes, for example, in some of these deep blue states, it is insane. We talked about that yesterday. Brett Favre, a $3 million house paying $35,000 a year. $3 million house in some areas of New York. It's $180,000 a year for taxes. And $3 million house in some areas of New York is a bungalow, a fixer-upper. Same in California, by the way. So... Rusty from Greenville, surprise, surprise, a Democrat against eliminating a tax. I'm shocked. There are a lot of Republicans that are also opposed to this bill as well, on the basis, I think, primarily because of the increases in sales tax. But the decrease in income tax, it puts a big hole in the budget unless you can show, which is what you should be able to do, it's what... uh, Stephen Utroska from AFP was talking about yesterday that the economic benefit from cutting income taxes would have a positive impact on revenue. Of course, think about what happened at the federal level. The, The Democrats absolutely railed on Trump and blasted that tax reform bill on the basis that it would leave a big hole in federal revenue and in fact, federal revenue increased. It just simply didn't. That's that's that government math, right, Rhino? Well, it increased, but not at the level that was projected. Therefore, that's a decrease. That's the way that works. So that's kind of the same situation here to uh, I, on a sort of a micro basis. Personally, I had a lot of questions about the tax bill. All have been answered by Philip Gunn. It can be done, and I think... If folks do the math, it gets passed. Appreciate that's from Donald uh, in Oxford, and yeah, yeah, I I say it's fifty fifty at best. It gets through the Senate. Now it could be the Senate makes a bunch of changes and they get it to their liking, 
and it goes through the Senate, then it remains to be seen whether or not the governor signs it. Uh, this is kind of a, an odd one. Why do football players have to wear masks during workouts? That's JB from Oxford. I didn't know they did. I don't think there's any orders on that, unless it's because they're indoor, maybe. I don't know what that says. I mean, you look at football games on TV, the, the players have to wear their mask on the sideline. As do the coaches the whole time, right? Didn't, yeah. Somebody got fined in the NFL a big chunk of money. In fact, didn't Saban, didn't he get some wrath because he didn't have his on in a game or something? I don't know. The, look, the whole deal is... And you've seen Dr. Fauci, who keeps moving the needle on that. He's now getting blasted by the Democrats. He He's kind of lost some of his favor there because of the vacillation. But bureaucrats are able to do that. Doesn't, there are no consequences for these career bureaucrats. It doesn't affect their pay. doesn't affect their livelihood. And they just avoid confrontation. And they just won't put a line in the sand, as they say, and run with it. It's just it's just always a moving target. And I think I think people are tired of it. And the other question from JB in Oxford, when is the president gonna get people their money? Assume uh, there, JB, you're talking about the one point nine trillion dollar stimulus bill, so called rescue America plan, American rescue plan, that is being considered and debated in the House of Representatives as we speak. It is chock full of all kinds of pork, and the vast majority of it has nothing to do with aid. And if you look at the economic figures out today, this economy is doing pretty well. And if the goofy governors in the blue states, uh, such as the Godfather in New York, in Newsom, who I think's toast, if they'd open the dang place up in some of these other deep blue states and follow Governor DeSantis's model in Florida, we don't need squat. We don't need extra unemployment benefits. We don't. We don't need fourteen hundred dollars. And that's a small part. Oh, here's something else, Ron. It's three hundred fifty billion in that bill that would be distributed to the states on some mathematical formula. I think doing the back-of-the-napkin math on there, the state of Mississippi would get $500 million. Here's the difference. Remember the big conflict that arose when we got our $1.25 billion from the CARES Act? And the conflict was between our governor and the legislature. I want to say Speaker Gunn filed a suit, right? Uh, and anyhow, there was a conflict on who should allocate this money. The governor said, I should be able to do that because of emergency powers. The legislature said, no, nah, we're the appropriating body. Anyhow, that got worked out. But here's the difference before we go to break. That $1.25 billion was very restrictive on what you could spend it on. A detailed list specifications on how that money could be spent and subject to audit. This money, this tranche of money, no restrictions. Why is that? So the big blue states could plug all these giant shortfalls in their budgets. We didn't have that in Mississippi. 
So if we got $500 million, I say we send everybody a check. Tax rebate. I'm not kidding either. Peel off a little bit of it, put it in the rainy day fund. Might have to change that because I think we've replenished it. And by law, we can't go above a certain level. We'll take a break. Stay with us. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Gallo here for AC Experts, where William Overstreet's my go-to guy. Has been for a long time. Family-owned, not a franchise. 28 years experience from maintenance to installation, new heating, geothermal systems, and repairs come with a full-year warranty. You mention my name, you'll take $50 off servicing. William Overstreet's the AC Experts, 769-237-COOL. Or email directly, theacexperts at yahoo.com. And on Facebook at AC Experts. Or tweet or text me personally, I'll be glad to send you the contact. The AC Experts, highly recommended. I'm Phil Bryant, former governor of Mississippi. I want to share how Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge is beating dependency and addiction with real results. Families are being restored and relationships healed. Donate a vehicle today in any condition, running or not. Old paperwork is handled and vehicles are picked up and taken away. Donations are tax deductible and 100% of the money stays right here in Mississippi. Call today at 601-572-7296. Thank you for helping us get our daddies back. The American Council of Engineering Companies is the voice of our state's engineering community and a proud sponsor of National Engineers Week. The purpose of this week is to shine a spotlight on the contributions that engineers make to society. To get a true sense of just how important engineers are for the quality of our life and safety, just look around your home, the roads you travel, your job, and everything you eat and drink. An engineer helped make it happen. This message brought to you by the American Council of Engineering Companies of Mississippi. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. As Tom Vilsack was sworn in Wednesday afternoon as Agricultural Secretary, he already faces a request from his home state congressional delegation asking to expand COVID-19 relief aid to include custom cattle feeders. He will also face some calls to unfreeze some aid to producers and also to push for states to vaccinate various workers in agricultural and food sectors of the economy. The Iowa congressional delegation consists of five Republicans and one Democrat wrote Vilsack on Wednesday highlighting the exclusion of custom cattle feeders in the coronavirus food assistance program. Then the some aid payments under the program that were approved last month by outgoing Secretary Sonny Purdy were still under review by the Biden administration. I'm Dixon Williams and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. When it comes to weed control, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. It controls more weeds than any other cotton system. And with up to 14 days of soil activity on certain small-seeded broadleaf weeds, my fields are set up for long-lasting protection from Palmer pigweed, mare's tail, and other tough-to-control weeds. 
With the triple tolerance of Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton to Dicamba, Glyphosate, and Glufosinate, I'm getting three modes of action to help keep my fields clean. When you put it all together, I'm getting flexibility, advanced weed control, and proven performance. That's why the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Claims are based on approved EPA herbicide labels as of October 2020. Pair with a strong weed management program. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're listening to The JT Show. You should feel a sense of shame. That's how you know you're doing right. The JT Show with JT and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show barney miller oh yeah good still a good show comes on syndicated still enjoy it. lots of text gonna try to get to them all uh 601 ceasefire text line 500 million won't fix the water in jackson yeah but this money doesn't it, it doesn't go to the city of jackson so i i don't think uh, that there's any money that's was allocated based on that 1.9 trillion dollar bill i'd have to look at how that how that works uh my income tax uh, takes 10 years to be fully in effect. Does the sales tax increase go into effect immediately? That's actually not true. The sales tax, uh, the increase in the sales tax on most retail goods and the decrease in grocery all goes into effect July 1. So does the increase in the personal exemption to 47 uh, 7 for an individual and 94 uh, 6. 6? Yeah. Because twenty three hundred dollars on the standard. Uh, anyhow, that uh, that goes into effect also July one. So they you, again, I did a model by the way of a, a person making fifty five thousand. We had a texter Rhino that did uh, yeah Michael from Starkville, and I think uh, is that right? I think you responded to somebody right that had a fifty five thousand. Yeah, they they ask on average if you make fifty thousand, how much income tax will you pay? And I responded if you make fifty thousand or less. You would pay zero in, in state income tax should the bill pass and Correct. be signed by the governor. Yep. And then he replied, I mean, I understand if I make 55000 the only way this bill helps me is it costs me more to purchase items. And the, my response to that was, if you make 55000 and this bill passes, you'd be taxed on 5000 of your income. And I explained further that the bill changes your income tax exemption to 50000 per person up from 6000 yeah, so a, fi- a person making fifty five thousand, an individual would presently pay twenty one hundred dollars in state income taxes under the uh, the new bill. Under that tax structure, they'd pay sixty bucks. 
And I go back to the the quick napkin math I did when we first started talking about this. If you make fifty thousand or less, say you get paid on a monthly basis, just so it's easier numbers. Yeah, the income tax relief you're getting is equivalent to a whole extra month's paycheck. That's and, and, at fifty thousand or less. And that Rhino did a good job of that. I agree. That's in terms of their uh, net uh, pay. Yeah, agree. So not saying it should be used. For the city of Jackson, they're just thinking like a Democrat that came back. So uh, somebody also asked, let's see, William asked about groceries. I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can find that. And I think the question Rhino had to do with, uh, yeah, he says, I know this may be a dumb question. There are no dumb questions. But the elimination of the grocery tax doesn't, by the way, that was me saying there are no dumb questions, doesn't apply to restaurants. That's right. Uh, but remember, when restaurants buy food, that is not re- a retail sale. That's a uh, distribution transaction. So that is not subject to sales tax. So when 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 they buy their food products, they're essentially their raw materials, if you will, their inventory is really what it is. There's no tax on that. the The exception, by the way, this is this is where you can see there might be a little craziness going on in our tax code. This I didn't know. Food and drinks. For vending machines, they are taxed at the rate of 8% by the distributor, okay? That's because when you buy it out of the machine, the, you're not paying any. Correct. So that's how that essentially the tax on the transaction, the consumption. Uh, alcoholic beverages and beer, of course, those are also taxed to the retailer from the distributor at 7%. That's how we operate the ABC. We're going to talk to Josh Harkins about that when he comes on, the possibility of privatizing that, because we would lose that, see? That's a chunk of money, because the the new private vendor that would operate and distribute alcohol in the state got to make a profit. So you, you can't have both. Um, let's see, uh, looking for some other stuff. What about the agriculture tax bill to raise sales tax? Yes, yeah, so we talked about that presently. Uh, that's, by the way, on the 662 C-SPIRE tax line. So, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Presently, farm tractors and logging equipment and farm implements are taxed at 1.5%. This would increase it to 3 Again, that's a, that's certainly an increase of sales taxes, if you will. If I'm not and, mistaken, that changes something that was changed previously in 2009. Yeah. I want to say the sales tax before 2009 was... Three percent on farm implements. I think that's right. And on the six six two, farmers would buy less equipment simply because they normally buy to hide income for taxes. That's not true. I'm not sure what you're saying there. That's a capital uh, investment. That's a capital expense, not a deductible uh, expense at the time it's purchased for state purposes, except under the ability to expense it all at one time. Because of accelerated depreciation, now we're really getting into the into the wonky weeds. That was a, a Trump policy. It was an Obama policy, and he and Trump increased it. But that has nothing to do with sales tax. It's a different matter. Cheers is bumping us out here. When we come back after the news, we got Senator Josh Harkin. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. Fox News. 
I'm Chris Foster. Fox confirms former President Trump's tax returns and other financial documents going back to 2011 have been obtained by prosecutors in New York City. It happened Monday. Hours after a Supreme Court ruling this week that denied former President Trump's bid to keep his tax records private, the documents were in the hands of the Manhattan District Attorney. DA Cyrus Vance Jr. is investigating whether the former president and the Trump Organization engaged in tax fraud and insurance fraud, among other things. Former President Trump called it a fishing expedition in a statement. Fox is talking to Jay Powers. California is the first state to report more than 50,000 coronavirus deaths. L.A. County's Director of Public Health reported an additional 806 deaths. They occurred during December and January. Health officials say they are investigating a cluster of new cases at USC, two of which were confirmed as the possibly harsher COVID strain first detected in the U.K. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Residents of Jackson that do have water are being asked to conserve to help get the system back online more quickly. Last week's winter weather broke the city system, and it's going to require major repairs. Senator John Horn says deferred maintenance is the problem. It really tracks back 40 or 50 years. We had about a $350 million problem. Uh, it's ballooned into a, a, an over a billion dollar problem. He doesn't think they'll be able to solve the issue without federal or state help. The $1.9 trillion COVID relief package is getting some pushback from many D.C. Republicans. Congressman Trent Kelly, a member of the House Budget Committee, says it's reckless. It's a bailout for Pulley Run, already existing state and local for big cities and big states who have poorly managed their money beforehand, not money that is going and earmarked for those who have discovered losses based on COVID. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. 
Democrats are pushing for a $15 an hour minimum wage. Mississippi Congressman Michael Gass says if it's approved, it'd be a job killer for a lot of small businesses. The Congressional Budget Office has released a study that shows $15 an hour minimum wage would destroy over 1.4 million jobs. That's more jobs than exist in 14 states, including the state of Mississippi. Some Republican senators are introducing a bill to raise the minimum wage to $10 an hour after the pandemic is over, but also require businesses to verify employees' legal status. New COVID cases are approaching 1,000. Today's report of 920 new cases brings the state's total up to just under 293,000. Continuing a positive trend, hospitalizations have dipped below 500 for the first time since mid-October. I'm Kelly Bennett, Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippians want a medical marijuana program supported by doctors and patients. That's why 74% of Mississippi voters approved Initiative 65, the Doctors and Patients Medical Marijuana Initiative. And it's why they voted down the Politicians Initiative that would have postponed medical marijuana here in Mississippi. Now, the politicians who oppose medical marijuana outright are up to some new tricks. The politicians in Jackson are trying to pass a fake medical marijuana bill. To thwart the will of Mississippians, they just won't learn. We passed medical marijuana last fall, so patients who suffer from debilitating medical conditions can stop suffering. It's the will of the people. Call your legislator, 601-359-3770. Tell them you want medical marijuana like you voted for. Not the politician's scheme to stop it. Patients who suffer can't wait. Paid for by Mississippians for Compassionate Care. Hey, it's Richard. Sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JT. JT. everyone to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Rhino in the studio, rolling right into the afternoon on this day of the week, is it here, Rhino? Friday Eve. Friday Eve. You like that, Senator? <laughs> uh, look, I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, so, it's a good afternoon to our good friend, Senator Josh Harkins, representing District 20, Rankin County. He's the chairperson of the Senate Finance Committee and also a good friend and a friend of the program. We thank you so much for joining us today, Senator. You hadn't been busy down there. Thank you for having me. You bet. You hadn't been busy, had no, you? No, we've, uh, <laughs> no, it's been, uh, it's been quiet. <laughs> we've, we've had a lot going on. We've, uh, we just passed a deadline day yesterday yep. to get, uh, Senate, uh, floor action on all the Senate revenue and appropriation bills, which we did. And now we have a deadline of next Tuesday to dispose of the House general bills out of committee. Okay. And, and I've got a committee meeting at 1.30 today to take up about 12 or 13 of them. If you know the answer to this, uh, is this a year where we've got 
more or less about the same? I know we had, if, if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Speaker impose some restrictions on the number of bills uh, offered by his members? I, I don't know if that's what he did. Uh, I think you, you have, I mean, I know we've got a lot of bills in finance. It's as usual, yeah. and so I don't know the total number of bills. It's usually around twenty seven hundred to three thousand bills total filed. A lot of them uh, die on the calendar at the first deadline, and some more die on the calendar during the uh, floor uh, de- debate and deadline. So it, they usually get pared down. A lot of them are duplicates. So yeah. you'll have a bill filed in the Senate that's the exact same bill in the House, and I've got several of those that I'll be meeting with my colleague, Representative Lamar, to go over and. We'll try to split them up and, and cut the uh, make it a little more efficient on ourselves. Well, I, I know that the topic, the hot topic of conversation uh, the last uh, couple of days has been the House bill that would uh, in, impose fairly sweeping changes, shall we say, on our tax structure here in the state of Mississippi. But before we get to that, I wanted to ask you to give you the opportunity to discuss it, Senator. Uh, your bill regarding opening up the PERS sections, uh, the public entire. Well, bill, that was right? interesting. Um, yeah. It was a bill that I filed. Typically, before um, the session, I will have meetings with several different agency heads. We have, um, you know, I usually am the one that files the bills for them because they'll they'll come to my committee. So I, I, I have time to to get with them and file bills and on their behalf. Sometimes when you don't have the opportunity to to meet with them, you file a dummy bill, which has code sections, which will allow them to introduce legislation that they may need. They may not need anything. In this case, I spoke to Mr. Higgins a couple of days after the deadline to request bills. The head of PERS, right? He informed me that he did not. The head of PERS, yes. Yes. He's the executive director of PERS. And he and I had a conversation, and he said that he did not think he would need any legislation this year, that he would be back next year and have some stuff. And so that was the the end of it. And I said, okay, well, the bill will die on the calendar. And then uh, <laughs> the story started running from there. <laughs> so I mean, so the stories, to be but clear, I, I will have... Uh, everybody, a lot of folks were out there saying, "Oh my gosh, Senator Harkins is trying to change PERS. We're going to lose benefits." Everybody just immediately jumped off the cliff. There, it wasn't true. They did. I, I told them. I said, "You know, look, the bill doesn't do anything," and I understand the sensitivity of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I had several calls with a lot of uh, concerned people, and I told them, "I said, look, this bill. I'm not the kind of person that's going to file a bill and try to sneak something in at the last second to take." Uh, to do some kind of drastic change on, on something like this. I said, look, if I've got something, I'm going to go to Mr. Higgins and I'm going to talk to him about it. And y'all are certainly going to be aware of anything that would, that would be in proposed. But time to time, agencies have to, uh, file legislation in order to, com- um, conform with federal law or, or they need maybe some in-house legislation that's really just basic, you know, something that's just the kitchen cabinet type stuff that doesn't really get yeah. any headlines, but it's, it's necessary for them to operate, yeah. and they need a bill. And yep. I didn't want to go past the deadline and him not have a, a vehicle if he needed something. That was strictly what the bill was for, and it died like I told everybody it was going to die <laughs> on the calendar. And, uh, but people did get uh, it, it did get some legs and it started to run all over the place. It, uh, it was just planning on your part, frankly. It, it was just planning. And Correct. I, and so, and uh, I filed sev- I, there were several bills that I filed similar to that that have just code sections that would give a vehicle for yeah. legislation if there was a need to do something. And we some have died. 
I have a bill that's code section right now for ABC that really doesn't change anything. It's just a vehicle that we're going to work on. Um, I had COVID earlier in the session. I was out for two weeks. Yep. We had an ice storm. Uh, have not been able to meet with people. It's been difficult to, to meet with folks due to COVID and due to the ice storm and, and myself having COVID. So um, it's something that we're going to try to have fixed by the end of the session for, for a conference. But I have a vehicle there so that I can uh, put a bill in and we can all vote on. Well, and so, first, I just want to say I applaud you for just thinking ahead. And, and so you're not blindsided if Mr. Higgins were to show up and say, oh, yeah. my gosh, we have some could be some change in federal policy or, or regulation that comes down that does affect public retirement systems at the state level. And they got to react and respond, and sometimes that requires legislation to do so. They, I mean, we've filed bills in the past to, to allow flexibility in how they manage yeah. their investments. Uh, if it's something that's to the benefit of PERS, why would you not? I mean, would you want to wait a year just for the sake of we didn't have a conversation before the deadline? And uh, I wanted to at least have him an opportunity that if he had something, we would have a vehicle to accommodate him. Yeah, it's a good point. I didn't think about that. The investment environment uh, is always ever-changing. It's incredibly it's dynamic. Absolutely. And so uh, being able to respond to that, and, and a lot of people may not realize that public retirement systems are somewhat limited. They're restricted in how they can invest the money that is contributed. Uh, so as to not to put too much of it at risk. So, But that's a good point. Let's talk about ABC. I know you and I have had some conversations about that and a lot of discussion about that at the Capitol. What kind of legislation we got teed up right now? Where does that stand? Well, I think there's a House bill that has come over that I'm going through the bills, and I'm actually going to be meeting uh, Representative Lamar for lunch to, to go over some of the bills that they've sent over to us. But he has a version of his bill that I'm going to find out more about. I think it, it actually privatizes ABC. Yep. Uh, we've talked about looking at a possible way of having a third-party concessionaire, a private company, manage the day-to-day operations out there. Um, and we've also looked at what is the what is the cost to the state. Uh, you know, right now, the, the, the facility is actually in need of some upgrades. It's been a long time since we've invested in it. And, you know, if you run this uh, like you would run your business, you would probably be investing all along in upgrades and, and keeping it uh, uh, up to date. Mm-hmm. And and right now, it just it needs it's in desperate need of some upgrades to allow us to to do the job that currently under law we're required to do, yeah. and that is to uh, be a kind of a clearinghouse for the the wine and, and liquor industry through the state. And so a concern, and I've talked about it a little bit on the air, and, and maybe you can kind of help us out clarify that a little bit, is that if we were to privatize it, we're at risk of losing some, some tax revenue as part of the supply chain where taxes are levied uh, because the, the operator, Correct. the private operator, got to make a profit, and they are not interested in doing it if they well, don't. So, exactly. Right now, currently, there's a 27.5% markup that is on alcohol. And in the privatization bill, I believe, and I, I'm not, don't hold me to this because I have not had time to look over the bill yet. Sure. I think it's like 18%. Yep. But you're going to have uh, industry that would come in and they're going to put their markup on it. Sure. And industry averages around 25, 27%, 28%, up to 30% in some cases yep. that would be added on top of it. So at the end of the day, that would be a net increase in the cost of the product, but if that's, you know, ultimately what the legislature yeah. deems is in the best interest of the legislature, I mean, there are a lot of factors that go into it. So yeah. it, um, I think I'd want to look at what the impact is going to be. Uh, we know kind of where, what the state's costing, uh, what it's costing the state to run it. Yeah. Uh, and it's at a, a kind of an inefficient manner right now. So, 
whether we do a third-party vendor that may be able to come in and manage the day-to-day operations, uh, we need to see what the cost of that is. And so maybe, you know, I think the biggest rub right now with people, what people don't understand is that the number one nation, number one state in the nation for an uptick in uh, alcohol sales. Mm-hmm. So by volume, we were doing we're drinking we, we a lot. increased in volume, like 27, <laughs> 28%. Yeah, people are staying home and uh, having a glass. That's but amazing. What what that does is that puts a huge stress on on the system that yeah. was not normal or wasn't, you know, factored in. Obviously, you have, you know, a little bit of growth every year. You have a minimal growth, but you don't have a 27% increase all of a sudden. Wow. Well, hmm. people that were working at the uh, warehouse, you know, there was a COVID outbreak there, so they had to shut down. So it just it was a <laughs> confluence of, of issues that happened wow. at the same time that really put us behind the eight ball. But wow. they've gotten the deliveries back down to almost, I think, about five, six days out. And um, so they're improving, but it's still we, there's gotcha. a lot of things we need to look at with ABC. I got a minute. And then I got to go. I'll let you go as well. What do you think about the tax bill? Is it going to make it through the Senate? Oh, the tax bill. I'm going to read it first. Okay. Uh, we just got it uh, this week. It was introduced, uh, and obviously we were working on our Senate bills. Obviously, we're going to be going through it, and reading it, and seeing yep. what it says, and trying to really get a, our hands around it. It's a it's a huge piece of, is. of tax policy and, and reform. And we just need to be very cautious and careful, and we Agreed. implement it properly. There are other states that have tried to implement it and had yep. to go back and hit the, the reboot button. And I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. So, I we'll told somebody touch. I have no interest in captaining, being captain of the Titanic. <laughs> so I hear you. We'll make we'll sure we do it right. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of MM Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learn how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. New Care MD is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. For health care the way it should be, visit NewCareMD.com. That's NewCareMD.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. 
Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. The JT Show. Oh, oh boy, that's rotten. With JT and Rhino. Let's do it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Moving, moving, moving. Oh, they're disapproving. Keep them doggies moving. There you go, Walker. He said, hell yes. <laughs> the market is on fire in the wrong direction today. Down 500 points. And the NASDAQ is tanking as well. So down 300 points. I'll dig into that in a second. Uh, you got a thank you, sir, from Steve and Batesville, and uh, uh, he likes uh, rawhide, I think. All right, so also look out for the moonshiners, Jerry in Waynesboro. He says, look out for the moonshiners. They will explode with this tax so, because of the increase in the liquor tax uh, to about 2.5%. Mm, I, don't, I don't know about that. I have to think about that. That's... One thing to keep in mind, because percentages that that doesn't really organically connect to dollars and cents. A two percent tax increase is two cents on the dollar. Yeah, so that's right. Ten bucks on a bottle of booze, you're spending an extra twenty cents. Yeah, I just don't think that's a deterrent. Honestly, I don't think that lowers the consumption, the the bar of entry for moonshiners. Right, I would agree. It's not that that's not that big of an, an addition. So uh Thomas Greenwood says look like the nurse practitioner bill is DOA to boot. Senator Bryce Wiggins, there's an article out there. It hadn't dug into that. The nurse practitioner bill is a scope of practice bill, which would allow nurse practitioners to to practice uh some level of medicine that is believed to be consistent with their training without having a collaborative agreement with a physician within a certain distance from them. So we shall see where that goes. All right, so I did have a question from a listener, won't reveal the identity, about uh, 
how their tax bill would be affected if they made a combined income between uh, the two, between the couple, married, file, and joint, of $170,000. Okay? So that's uh, two wage earners, 170000 bucks. So I, I put the math to that, and from a state income tax perspective, and again, I did this pretty quick in my little model that I built last night, so please don't hold me to these numbers, folks, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they're dead gum close. Anyhow, under the present system, you would pay $7,845. Now, that doesn't take into consideration any sort of other oddities you may have in your your income tax. And by the way, I did not factor in health insurance in that, okay, that you may be paying. So that would reduce that number somewhat. All right. But under the new plan, with the exemption of 94000 uh, ninety uh, is that right, 94600 I think that's right. Uh, you would pay 94500 excuse me. You would pay $3,088 for a savings of $4,497. Now, then you got to figure in what would you pay additionally for what you buy that is now subject to the, the 2.5% increase on retail sales, and you'd have to figure in how much of that which you buy with your money, your net income, goes to food, that is taxed at the lower level. That's the nuances that have to be considered. But just off, right off uh, the bat, you're going to get a savings of $4,497, okay, at the income level of $170,000 and married filing joint. $7,585 is what you're going to pay under the present system, $3,088 under the new system, Savings of forty four ninety seven. Add to that whatever the two and a half percent is on stuff you buy. Let's say you spend a hundred thousand dollars, which is probably more. That's twenty five hundred bucks. You're still to the good two thousand dollars. And that doesn't take into consideration food. Let's say there's a chunk of that's food. Whack another five hundred dollars off of that. You're to the good three thousand dollars. That's kind of the way you have to look at that. So. Also have uh, a note from a good friend of mine in the legislature says the biggest misconception is that people think if they make over 50k or 100k that they get no break. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks for that. So again, the personal exemption is is uh, and I know we've we've talked about that a lot, but we'll just make sure since it does seem to be a common misunderstanding that fifty thousand uh, dollars for an individual and a hundred thousand dollars for a married couple. That that is whacked off your gross income, reduces your gross income. That is uh, that qualifies for uh, income tax, regardless of what your income is. So if you make two hundred thousand dollars and you're an individual, your taxable income under the new program is a hundred and fifty thousand. Under uh, the old program. Uh, it's uh, eighty-three. This be eighty-three hundred dollars is the exemption. So it's it's a different uh, difference of forty thousand bucks. You're getting an additional forty-five thousand dollars essentially. So the bottom line is that exemption applies no matter what your income is. If you make a million dollars, the first fifty thousand dollars of it's not subject to income tax. If you make, from the state, from the state, right? 
If you make $50,000, the first 50000 which would be all of it, is not subject to income tax. So the high earner gets the exact same break on that first $50,000 of income, probably the best way to explain it, as the low earner does. $50,000 is, is, is whacked off your taxable income. Another way to say that is the first $50,000 you make in a year is not taxed by the state. It's Right. Same, same deal. All, all that's, the I think, the equivalent statement. And in the case of a married couple, it's the first $100,000. So if you're a married couple, you make $200,000. Like in the case of this $170,000 income, well, under the, the new program, uh, only uh, if the person making 160 so look at it this way. Under the present program, the person making 170 the couple making 170 has taxable income of $161,700. Under the new program, it's $71,760 because of roughly $100,000 is gone. So uh, because of the, the the increase in the exemption. So unless you make $100,000 as, as an individual couple. or $200,000 as a couple, your tax bill is cut in half. Roughly. That's right. That, because those numbers at, work at out. At least. Yep. yep, that's right. And again, that doesn't take into consideration your increase of of uh, sales taxes on those items for which taxes are going up. doesn't take into consideration those items, that being food, for which sales taxes are going down. But this that's a good example, and I appreciate that from the, the, the uh, listener, that $170,000 joint income would incur a savings, would benefit from a savings of $4,497 dollars. The question then is, what's the net of all that once you add sales taxes? Depends on what you buy and how much you spend. So if you just, again, in the example I use, that taxpayer that makes $170,000 joint, after they pay all their taxes, their insurance, and all the other stuff that's not subject to income tax, uh, I should say sales tax, such as your rent, your mortgage, your power, how much are you spending then on stuff that, is now going to cost 2.5% more? How much are you spending on food that now costs 2.5% less? And that rises, by the way, up to 3% over three years, I think, So, uh, in terms of savings. That's a big chunk. $170,000 a year couples getting a $4,497 income tax break. I'm betting you they're net to the good. That's just my bet, looking at kind of how typical household budget works thinking about that that again in the example i gave i had them at three thousand bucks by the time they paid more taxes on sales taxes and uh, less on groceries sales taxes on those items which are subject to the 2.5 percent so hopefully that's just a little example that uh, kind of helps with that it recent clarksdale says people do not notice state income taxes it is collected but every time they purchase anything they will notice a tax well reese you don't think folks would re- recognize that their paycheck goes up because that's how it works that tax is collected on every paycheck based on the new tax rates so you you're gonna see the very after this goes into effect the very first check you get from your employer that's how you get paid very first check it's going to be more it's going to be more by virtue of a decrease in state income tax. You're right. You're going to go to the store, and you're going to buy something, and it's going to be 2.5% more than it was the last time. But you're going to buy food, and it's going to be 2.5% less. But your check's going up. 
based on this. Gets implemented immediately. Florida charges sales tax on rent and lease building. Yeah, every state. I mean, that's the thing, right? We're divided into states, and every state is is uh, governed by its uh, different bodies. I mean, that's the whole idea of having different states and federalism and so forth, is that we set all that up the way we want to, and that's how Florida, that's how they produce income. They don't have any income tax, but different than Mississippi, they charge tax on rent. We don't. There you go. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. We'll be back. I think we got uh, Representative Scott Bounds, hopefully in the studio, coming in to see us. Stay with us. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Catherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the Range in Gluckstadt. This month, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of our first year in business. My wife, Jane, never misses a chance to remind me how bad my timing was to open a retail gun store right at the start of a global pandemic. But thanks to many of you, we've had a great year. Plus, we've made a lot of new friends. We have ammo arriving daily, and you will find our prices to be the lowest in the area. We'll be offering specials all month to celebrate me proving my wife wrong. So I hope you'll come see us. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomenandatruck.com. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Residents of Jackson that do have water are being asked to conserve to help get the system back online more quickly. Last week's winter weather broke the city system, and it's going to require major repairs. Senator John Horn says deferred maintenance is the problem. It really tracks back 40 or 50 years. We had about a $350 million problem. Uh, It's ballooned into an over a billion dollar problem. He doesn't think they'll be able to solve the issue without federal or state help. The $1.9 trillion COVID relief package is getting some pushback from many D.C. Republicans. Congressman Trent Kelly, a member of the House Budget Committee, says it's reckless. It's a bailout for Pulley Run, already existing, state and local for big cities and big states who have poorly managed their money beforehand, not money that is going and earmarked for those who have discovered losses based on COVID. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Gallo. The official designation of this date is what, sir? Sash Wednesday. Do you know what I'm giving up? Snow. I'm giving up snow and freezing rain. Gallo. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Gallo. Gallo. Shapiro. Shapiro. And now Bongino. Bongino. So what's up? If you want to work at Super Talk, your name's got an end and an O. Dan Bongino. It may make you feel good. Tonight at 11 on Super Talk Mississippi. ATN Rhino. Not as globally sensitive as you'd think. The JT Show is on Super Talk Mississippi. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. That started from this tropic point aboard this tiny ship. Mate was a mighty sailor man, skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. The weather started getting up. I tell you that Rhino, he aims to please, he gets a request, he accommodates the request man. <laughs> I don't know. That was earlier in the day. Oh, yeah. Somebody wanted Gilligan's Island. Appreciate that. All right. Now in the studio, joining us from the Mississippi House of Representatives, uh, representing District 44, the chairman of the House Public Utilities Committee, our friend Scott Bounds. Welcome, Representative. Hey, Hey, Gerard. Hello, Mississippi. How you doing? You bet. Great. 
All right, so we wanted to have you on to talk about some stuff going on in the legislature, in particular that uh, pertaining to some legislation that you are pushing, trying to push through. Uh, we got House Bill 1231. Tell us about that and where we are. Well, I'm sure your listeners and other people across the state have heard about 1231. This is the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Fund. And uh, let me just give you a, just a real brief, give your listeners a brief background, Gerard. I started, I'm, I'm on the executive council of the National Association of Sportsmen's Caucuses, and that came about from my involvement when I was um, chairman of the Wildlife Committee in the House for eight years, and uh, I'm still really involved with the National Sportsman's Caucus. But anyway, started working on this proposal about three years ago uh, toward the end of 2018 hmm. and just took some stuff that other states are doing this is we're not reinventing the wheel on on this but other states have created dedicated funding for outdoor activities and conservation and things like this so 2018 we begin to work with uh, uh just uh, non-government organizations the ducks unlimited nature conservancy people like that different people who have similar outdoor interests yep. you know in con- in conservation and we sat down and we 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 took pieces of different states and we come up with this and 2019 it just wasn't where i wanted it to be we were close last year, then the COVID came, and we just, you know, the legislative session just sort of, we were focused on COVID and yeah. trying to get done as little as we could. So, worked on this through the fall of this of 2020 and got it where we wanted it to be, and that's this where we came out with it. And uh, the product that we have, House Bill 1231, is the product of about three years of work. And it's here again, it's not something I thought of in October and said, hey, let's run this out and see what happens. This is... This is transformational legislation, Gerard, for for outdoor activities, for conservation. It's very simple. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it creates a diversion from the tax that is collected on sporting goods here in the state of Mississippi. Department of Revenue estimates that to be about $30 million. In aggregate, per year. In aggregate, Mm -hmm. yeah, per year, right. And what we would do, uh, we would, uh, in the first year, we would draw out of that fund about $833,000 and put into this outdoor stewardship fund. The next year, we would draw down, uh, draw out about a million dollars. And then in the third year, we would draw out $1.25 million. The fund would have a cap on it of $20 million. If it ever got up to $20 million, anything that's over 20 would lapse back into the general fund. Okay? Yeah. But we hope it don't ever get there because the, if, if we've got money sitting there, it means it's not going out. Right. It means it's not being used in the communities, in the cities, in the counties, and, and on the wildlife management areas, and the reservoirs, and the shooting ranges, and walking trails, and everything else that this legislation would create a funding source for. Okay. And um, so, and it doesn't. It doesn't. This does not require a vote, a constitutional amendment. A lot of states have done constitutional amendments. Hmm. I'm not a, you know, I understand that people speak, but think about a constitutional amendment. If it ever gets in, we can't change it. Yeah. I'm not saying this is a perfect piece of legislation, but if it, if we pass this and we need to go back and tweak it, we can do it. As a constitutional amendment, we can't do that. And we have seen 
we're, we're dealing with something right now that I think is going to be the medical marijuana thing, and people have approved it, and I'm I'm okay with that. But it's got some things I think that the legislature may need down the road to address, and it, it's not going to allow us to do this. So putting this in the statute, I thought, was the best way to do this, yeah. and, and I still think it's the best way to do it. But very briefly, that's what the bill does. It sets up a board that uh, the, uh, appointments by the lieutenant governor and the governor – uh, I envision this board to be people who bring time, talent, and treasure and a love for the outdoors to this board. And assume it's a non-compensated board. Is not yeah, yeah, just non-compensated. Yeah. I mean, they get paid compensated per deal for meeting once a month or twice a month. It and ain't worth the paperwork. Yeah, it's not worth the paperwork, <laughs> I can tell you. Um, but... Um, very strong bipartisan support in the House. Passed it a couple of weeks ago, 117 to yeah, 2. saw that. And uh, very little debate. Chairman Lamar did a great job of handling it on the floor. It was double referred in the House to wildlife and, and to ways and huh. means. And very, very few questions. And we see the significance and the importance of this legislation going yeah. forward. Again, it's the most transformational piece of legislation I think I can recall for conservation efforts in the House that we've ever seen. i got to tell you, Representative, this is uh, – we're just talking about a small amount of money here. And it's, it's – I mean, we're talking about – quick math, 0.3% of the total amount of sales taxes from that that industry code. That's right. Of some $30 million a year. That's right. Escalating up to about 9%. That's right. And – That's right. That seems like a very small price. It's not even a price to pay. It's an investment. It's a very small investment to divert that amount of money uh, it, to this cause. And, you know, I had Ed Tenney. Uh, from Ducks Unlimited right. and Alex Littlejohn, as you know, from the Nature Conservancy organization uh, in the studio on the Wildlife Show Monday. We talked about this extensively. Why would folks object to this? You know, Gerard, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Here again, I mean, we're talking about first just a small amount of money, but eight hundred thirty-three grand. But 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 <laughs> so but let's just use for example, okay? Obviously, state parks are a that's a big topic of and look i'll kick myself in the tail you know when when i was chairman a while i did all i could to get more for state parks but the sure. process is the process down there yeah okay but this would allow the mississippi department of wildlife to apply for these grant monies to put into parks it allows cities and counties to apply to build walking trails shooting ranges bird watching areas building piers at public waters and land acquisition it's just so much it covers yeah. that it it's just, it's to me. It, I mean, I, you know, it's just one of those things again that we're we're fifteen years past you on it, and shame on us. But we've got an opportunity right now in front of us to do something about it, and we need to move. And we did talk about uh, representative. You may have mentioned I could have missed it. The the federal funding that would accompany uh, the state's investment. Yes. Yeah, so I'm very familiar with that, and thank you for bringing that up because I had not mentioned that. So. So manufacturers of these outdoor products that, that are sold and this sales tax is collected on, they pay excise taxes at right. the federal level. Right. Goes into what is called a Pittman-Robertson Fund or for hunting and other related items, the Dingle-Johnson Fund for fishing-related items. Yep. And then others just pay the excise taxes, whether they manufacture kayaks or binoculars or things like that. Yeah. Well, these are federal funds that 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 we get Department of Wildlife, but the, you can draw down three to one on that for every dollar 
that we could put into conservation, we can draw down another $3 from the federal government. And that's not new taxes. That's not ta- that's excise taxes that the manufacturers know and understand that is so important yep. to outdoor activities, you know. And so that's a that's if there's not any other reason to do it just to have the drawdown of that, but but 1231 gives us gives the people of Mississippi through through their cities, counties, state, non-government entities gives them the, the opportunity to have a direct funding source of conservation projects. It's uh, I just can't I can't fathom why folks will be. Here's here's what I guess just strikes me is we have to take a step back and look at our state for what it is. We all states are blessed by the good Lord with sure. certain uh, resources and assets. In the state of Mississippi, our outdoors arguably is our greatest asset. Absolutely, we, we don't have big cities with skyscrapers. We don't. We don't want to live that lifestyle. That's why we're here. Uh, absolutely, we uh, got to protect it. Got to protect it. And let me just throw this out. And <laughs> not a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy, but I know you don't like to talk numbers a lot on the show. But all right, sportsmen. These people that buy these products, seven point forty-five billion dollars a year they spend total overall in the state of Mississippi on outdoor-related products. That industry has a $2.7 billion economic impact on the state of Mississippi. It's It's unbelievable that there's hardly any other industry out there that has that kind of impact on our economy. Well, what what, uh, struck me also is when I saw uh, the flyer for the foundation, and we got a break here and got to go, and we'll let you go. But what really stuck out to me, and I talked about it on the air Monday, is that you look at the map of the southeastern states and and how they're participating and have similar programs. And you look at Mississippi and Louisiana, and we got nothing. We're just a big white hole there, That's right. right in the middle of that uh, of that map. Right, right. We got we to fix that. We got to fix it, and we got a mechan- we got a mechanism right now in House Bill twelve thirty one to do it. I want to ask you know. Um, a senator's down there to let's support it. Let's get this on to the governor. Let him sign it, and and, and let's 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 do something transformational for outdoors I'm and for conservation it. for generations to come. I'm for it. Appreciate you coming out. Thank you, Gerard. Representative Scott Bounds talking about House Bill 1231 creates a trust fund that would protect our environment. Let's go for it. We'll be back with a final segment here on the JT Show. Stay with us. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. 
When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews. Never did get one that was uh, that was not good, and you know the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five star for a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463. Pool tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks, too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery.com. Demand the best for your truck. Line X spray-on bed liners give the only nationwide lifetime warranty. Line X of Jackson is your source for all of your truck accessory needs. From lift kits, wheels, tires, bed covers, hitches, you name it, we do it. Want leather installed in your car or truck? We even give a lifetime warranty on our leather. Line X of Jackson has been your source for spray-in bed liner and truck accessories for over 20 years. Come see us on Highway 80 between airport and cross gates. Line X of Jackson, 601-664-0030. Heading to the coast to hit the casinos. Or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions. And exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more. Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening. From 106.3 Casino Radio. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford Tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford Trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't want to miss. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> Just give me that countryside. No, you're 
is where I'd rather stay. I get a magic smelling hay. Just a door, a penthouse view. Darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. Welcome back, everyone. Green Acres. That's a staple on TV theme show Thursday. Thank you for that. Who came up with that? They're so good at that stuff. It was so perfect. All right, so Joe in Meridian says he favors a state tax income tax reform, but I think it should be phased in over a four-year term, making sure state funding holds and citizens are not harmed. Don't jump to the deep end until you're able to swim. So just so you know, Joe, the way it's structured, uh, it does uh, consider that uh, initially. these The exemption increases, which decrease income taxes, are offset, as you know, by the increase of sales taxes on a variety of items. And then, so that's all been modeled. The it, it does have a provision that increases that exemption on an annual basis. So it starts out, as Rhino said, at 50000 for an individual. That includes a standard deduction, by the way, and 100000 for a married couple, which includes a standard deduction. And it increases annually based on achievement of certain revenue targets, and there's a formula in the bill for how much the exemption increases. I think over a 10-year period, if I'm not mistaken, so that it gets to one hundred grand for – no, two hundred grand for an individual and four hundred grand uh, for a married couple, at which point – if all the, the revenue looks to be in order and the model seems to be working, the objective is to totally repeal it, meaning you make no matter how much you make, you pay no income tax. So that is how that's built. Um, just so you know, it's not a deal where, oh, my gosh, we cut income taxes and therefore we have a big hole in our, in our, in our revenue stream. No, in fact, the way that's been designed is it, it, that's the reason for the offsetting uh, sales taxes, so that that's kind of a wash to start with, and you don't keep increasing that in an effort to phase it out totally unless you're hitting certain annual targets. So it's a phase-in to zero income taxes over a 10-year period. That is uh, the structure. So hopefully uh, that works. Yeah, Evan Green Acres was from Laurel. Uh, what was his dead gum name? I, I'm drawing a blank. Big O. Eb. He was awesome. Rusty from Greenville wants to know. Okay, what'd you do with the money? Rudge, uh, Eb Rich, was played by Tom Lester. Tom Lester. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Who we just lost last year. He sure did. This time it was April last year. I'm gonna bring up another one. You may not remember. Some of uh, folks around my age may remember the Lawrence Welk show, and uh, one of the stars of the show, a guy named Guy Hobus, who was a a vocalist, very good at it, lived in my neighborhood over here in Ridgeland after he had retired. You used to see him walking on a regular basis. Pretty cool. Sheila from Hattiesburg wants Stone in Love by Journey. I agree, Sheila. Dang it. Rhino hadn't been playing any Journey. Uh, so we'll have to get, get on to that. Who's accountable for how the money is spent in the wildlife fund? So the way that bill is structured, that would be uh, at the discretion of the board. And those, that the board members are appointed. Uh, I can't remember who appoints the board, but it would be up to the board. And I, I think that may be one of the issues of consternation over there in the Senate, that they uh, want the legislature to be involved in that. But honestly, when you get into the legislature, I think vetting – $2.5 million a year, or or whatever it escalates to, oh, that, uh, I don't know. So, thanks, Gerard. Now I'm seeing bubbles. 
Mary Tyler Moore, Richard from Wiggins, says, had one of the most beautiful smiles I've ever seen. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there was a question about retirement income. I know that's a, so there's two things that come up mo- more than anything on this deal. We got a couple of minutes is, is, uh, folks that are, that, uh, derive their income from various retirement instruments, public pensions, private pensions, 401k plans, um, Social Security, et cetera. That's not taxable now for state income tax purposes in Mississippi. It's already not taxable. So they don't get any benefit of this change. It's absolutely true. But they do get a benefit on groceries, but they realize an increase on everything else they buy. Again, let's do some models. I've asked some folks that have that are concerned about that. I think that's a legitimate concern. Let's do some models of real life seniors and see how it truly uh, does affect them. I would I would love to see that. Uh, folks getting paid in cash may not be so happy. They're supposed to be paying taxes on that anyhow, so they're breaking the law when they're not. Uh, let's see. What will taxes be for an automobile? Yep, that would go depending on the vehicle, but in general it goes from 5% to 7.5%. Uh, let's see. A manufactured mobile home and an airplane goes 3% to 5.5%. 2.5% increase basically across the the uh, across the board on that. I remember the Lawrence Welk show. Remember those tiny bubbles? Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. I spend a lot on groceries. Well, good. That's Paul and Meridian. Well, good. Then you're going to get a big tax break. Appreciate everybody joining us today. Hope you enjoyed it. Rhino and I will be back tomorrow, Friday. Stay safe. God bless. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.